Welcome to Inside Albatross. Here we go behind the scenes to discover how we at Albatross work at creating the experience of a lifetime for our guests. My name is Thomas Dack and I'm your host. Our guest today is Thomas Eldrup Andersen, one of our amazing Danish tour leaders. Thomas has almost 25 years of experience here at Albatross. Thomas just came back from Croatia and we talk about his latest cruises on our small family-owned boats there, his tour leader philosophy and how a one-day advert in the Bangkok Post changed his life. Buckle up, here we go. Hi Thomas and welcome to Inside Albatross. Hello, hello Thomas. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I am feeling really great, actually, because now finally the world has started to open up again and I can do what I really love, doing my tour leader job again. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And thank you so much for coming to our office today and uh, and doing this podcast with um, with me. I know you just returned from Croatia, wonderful Croatia, and we really want to know everything about your trip. But maybe you could start by giving us a little bit about your story and how you found your way to us at Albatross. Ooh, that's a very, very long story, actually, but I'll try and make it short. It was never really written in the stars that I was supposed to be a tour leader after finishing high school and university. I ended up in Asia, actually, and in 97, 1997, there was a financial crisis down there, and uh, I was looking for other job opportunities, and in a local newspaper, I better say that it was Bangkok Post, I was based in Thailand at that moment, we were looking for local tour leaders, and I thought, why not? I have been uh, doing some bicycle tours to Bonholm and I have also been a ski guide for a short period of time so I thought ah why not let's do it for a couple of months and make some money so I can buy the flight ticket home so I went to a job interview at that time we had a destination manager in uh, Thailand in Bangkok and uh, had a very brief interview and uh, he basically asked me how long I've been in Thailand and uh, I could answer in Thai and he was pretty impressed by that and then he just asked me when can you start so yeah. uh, that was uh, my intro to albatross so that means basically next year i have 25 years anniversary so uh, i'm one of the guys that's been here for a long time okay. another little side note also pretty interesting is that albatross only had that advert in the newspaper one day so sometimes i'm thinking back what if i never bought that newspaper that day where would i be today it's pretty fascinating that one door opens a thousand they close but i have never regretted walking through that door it's been an Really, really great journey, and I'm so happy that I uh, chose this way of uh, making my living. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, so many experiences through the year. What did you study at university? Um, I, I studied um, um, uh, an education that is called Skildemaler. Um, I don't actually know what that's called in English, but I'm not painting signs, uh, as as the, the title says. Uh, it's basically graphic design and, and other kinds of working with uh, commercials, both written and, and also film. Yeah, all right. Okay. That, but there's a creative, there's a creative uh, side of that that you also use now for the tour leading. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's always good to uh, be able to do those kinds of things, especially if I have to write notes and give to the guests. They, they always compliment me on my handwriting. So, uh, yeah, that is something I can take with me from, <laughs> from four years in university. <laughs> uh, that's so cool. All right. Can you try? Now, you've been, a, you've been a tour leader for 25 years. That's amazing. Can you try to describe your tour leader philosophy? 
how do you approach the work? Oof, um, it is uh, not that simple, actually, because some tours um, you take different approach. But I think if if I really have to sum everything down, it is make it simple. Make people uh, feel like they're traveling with a relative. Make them always feel welcome. Make they f- them feel like they are basically on a holiday, not like on an educational school trip. So always make people feel welcome, laid back. This This is a holiday, but still feeling that they can go home with some knowledge they never really thought about. Wow, was it like that? And not only knowledge, of course, also physical experiences. Talk about uh, Albatross customers. You've met thousands of our customers over the years. What is, in your uh, opinion, what's important for them and why do they choose to travel with Albatross? I think one of the reasons they travel with Albatross is, first of all, we are a very established company. We've, we've been in this business for so many years. And also, um, I, I think many of the guests, they, they like to come back because the same concept uh, that, that we see around the world is, is basically the same. It, it's not like we, we are trying to do something that we are not. We are always giving the guests some experiences that they actually didn't know that they were participating in. So always give them something extra. One thing is you can read in your schedule what you're supposed to do today. But at the end of the day, if they come home to their hotel room or boat or whatever kind of accommodation that they're having, if they actually feel, whoa, I did not expect this. And this is a pleasant surprise. For for me, that is like a, a, a winning combination. And also, of course, make the guests feel that they're traveling with a a relative or friend. So they should never be afraid of coming to me, asking me questions or me as a tour leader, basically noticing, are they not uh, 100% sure in what they're doing? Do I need to maybe help them a little bit? For for me, that is uh, what is basically an Albatross customer. We have all different kinds of age age groups. And of course, we have to uh, approach the the job different according to what tour and according to what customer that we're having. Sometimes we hear from the customers that they kind of need a holiday when they come back from an Albatross trip because there's so many experiences crammed into that one trip. That is true, actually. Us as a tour leader, we we are always interested in in showing our knowledge. And also, if we feel that oh, this is also a great opportunity, we would love to show them something extra, Um, especially something about daily life, daily routines that are different from what they're experiencing back back home. That is uh, always what we're aiming to, to give them. So they also come home and feel like, hmm, People who are living in that part of the world are actually not that different. They might be doing things differently, but still, it all makes sense because it's in a different kind of the world with a different geography, climate, etc. So it's like opening up people's eyes without forcing them to have some kind of uh, knowledge that they're not interested in, but just making it simple and approachable. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that we do as uh, on the tours also is that we find possibilities to give people a look behind the scenes of uh, like not not the normal touristic experiences only but also these more local experiences that are really uh, that people find quite fascinating always because first of all many of our tours are not following uh, like a typical tourist trail many times when we are traveling then we get the opportunity to uh, see something that we didn't expect even me as a tour leader I get the opportunity to see everything from a funeral to a wedding 
to anything that's interesting. And then, of course, we stop the bus. Of course, we will always ask the locals, is it okay we are here? We don't want to step on, on their feelings, especially a funeral. But many of the times, especially if you're on a different part of the world, they see things differently. And uh, again, if the people, they feel welcome and enriched, then also they allow us to come. So it's like, um, it's, it's like a, a double thing where the locals, they feel they, they see something from us and we feel that we see something from the locals. I wanted to ask you, Thomas, when, when you get a new trip to a new place in the world, how do you prepare for that? I'm one of the special tour leaders that would never, ever go to a new place uh, with tourists. I'm very nerdy in my approach and uh, I really like to go into details. So I would always like to either go with an experienced tour leader who has been in this part of the world before, or at least that I get a chance to go there before by myself without tourists so I can make sure that everything is as I expect it to be. So uh, I, I could never just guide a tour with Google Maps and like 20 tourists behind me. It, it would never work for me. So in, in that uh, kind of way, I'm a little bit special. I, I like to have seen the things first. I like to study a lot, like really a lot. So I know everything about the local cuisine, the history, the sites that we're going to see. And in that way, I am sure I will never be able to disappoint the tourists in case they ask, because I know they are not in high school. I know they're on a holiday. But if we have a history buff who wants to know about a special king or a time period, then I will be able to give him the answer. Or if I cannot give it to him immediately, I'll be able to look it up and get back to him. But I really like to research the place that I'm going first by myself or with a tour leader. And then, okay, I'm ready to go with the guests. What are some of your favorite Albatross moments that you had with our customers over the years? Ooh, working 25 years, I, I have so many. But um, if we just talk about one that I had recently here in Croatia, as you mentioned, I've just been on a three-week uh, tour or actually three tours. One of them that was really special was that uh, we went to a very, very small city called Tostenic, only about 80 inhabitants. And always in this city, I have a wine tasting and then I have a joint dinner where we all go together and taste some very special local cuisine. When we sat at that restaurant, first of all, the cuisine is delicious. We get to see the local kitchen, which is also very fun for the guests to see how they use an old type of grill with thermal bricks. But when we sat at the table, there was a full moon. There was simply no clouds in the sky. The moon was shining bright down into the ocean. And while we were sitting in the restaurant, looking out at this scenery, there were two dolphins approaching in the moonlight, actually, in the water. It was so magical, and it reminded me of an old movie I saw as a teenager called uh, The Big Blue. Um, actually, the big poster, many girls used to have them in their rooms as teenagers. It really reminded me of that. And many of the guests, uh, they almost got a tear to their eyes. Sitting, yeah. having a great dinner in this little village and then having this kind of scenery, it's just magic. And who could have experienced that? And who could have said it was going to happen? It's not like we have an app so we can call the dolphins. So it was just great. Everything worked out that night. Total magical moment. Yeah, so cool. Though uh, you eat local cuisine at this restaurant, I must ask, what do you get? Uh, we always give them choices, but I try to recommend Pekka, which is a very national dish in Croatia. It's like Croatia's answer to the Weber Grill in Denmark, um, where <laughs> yeah. you actually 
boil and bake at the same time under um you have a big metal pan which has a lid and you fill the ashes and the coals on top of the lid so you're actually boiling from the top and baking from the bottom it's a yeah. dish that takes like three to four hours to prepare and that's why i always as a tour leader need to ask the guests before lunch would you like to have pega and of course since this is mediterranean area where we're traveling not everybody want to have pork and uh, beef then i also give them the opportunity to get a steak of swordfish instead so they have like always two choices and of course if there are any vegetarians there's always a vegetarian option but for me myself i'm always going for pekka you feel almost like a viking when you're sitting and eating this meat and potatoes and it just tastes awesome yeah yeah that's a recommendation for uh, anyone going to croatia all right, now we started talking about our trip from to, the trip to Croatia. Can you tell us a little bit about the country, the people? We already started talking about the cuisine and then, of course, the tours that you made. Croatia is a, is a great country. Um, many people, when they hear the word Croatia, they're probably thinking about either football or handball. Unfortunately, many people, they also think about the patriotic war that happened in the 90s. Uh, but Croatia is so much more than that. Even though Croatia, it's a pretty poor country, we are traveling in Dalmatia, where you don't see any poverty. You actually see very friendly, happy people. You primarily always have really good weather as well. And uh, people are very accommodating in Croatia also. And uh, there's hardly ever any kind of language barrier. Most people in Dalmatia, they speak uh, English. Their history is also great, goes back at least a thousand years to the Illyrians. So uh, there's so many interesting things to hear. Also, so many nice churches, old buildings, nature. Uh, Croatia simply has it all. So I can only recommend going there. And it is one of my favorite destinations during the summertime in Europe. Yeah. And the Albatross tour there is, is um, uh, can, you, can you talk a little bit about our tour? We have a tour with um, a chartered boat. That means we have the whole boat. It's only for Albatross customers. There's 20 cabins, so we can have approximately 40 people on the boat. The boat is uh, like family owned. So the, the staff on board, they are more or less all relatives and very, very friendly. The tour is a product we've had for many years now. I think we are on our eighth season. So that means it has been totally tuned to be a great experience. And uh, we are starting in Split, going down to Dubrovnik and then back to Split. So it's a one-week tour. And uh, it is definitely one of my favorites because uh, we can show both the beautiful, beautiful sea. The, the sea is so clear in Croatia. It's in the top three in, in Europe. Only Malta, Cyprus and Croatia has this clear water. And um, we have very nice sailing, not just ocean, because we are sailing through all the small islands. So uh, we have great view from the boat as well. We are making swimming stops daily, if the weather permits, and of course, the temperature in the ocean. And um, every time we go ashore, there's something new to see. It's also a, a great mix of small cities and big cities. So uh, we basically get everything. And now also we had uh, a lot of guests who have done this regular standard seven-day tour. And uh, that means we have actually made a northern tour also. Yeah. We've only had uh, a couple of those tours, and I know we will also try to promote them for the next season where we have a couple of tours. But I'm really looking forward to it because I think it's a great product. And people who do one-week standard tour in Croatia, they always come 
where can we go next on this yeah. boat? What can we see more? And then it's great to say we have this northern tour. And actually, on my last tour, I had four people who called Albatross while they were in Croatia just to book the tour next year, so they were sure they got their space on the boat. Yeah, if if you had to single out something on the trip that the or on these two different trips that are the customers' favorite parts of the tour, what would that be? Um, again, it's difficult because there are so many positives in, in basically all the stops. But um, again, I would say that our, our seven-day tour going down to Dubrovnik, for me personally, I, I love the city of Mjet or the island of Mjet where we go to two salt lakes. The nature there is is really great. Of course, I also love Dubrovnik because of the history and not only Game of Thrones, but yes, there are so many filming locations down there. Sometimes there can be lots of people down there, but again, Dubrovnik has put a limit on their cruise ships. So that means we will not be mingling with thousands of cruise ships guests anymore. They have done like Venice and, and they've put like a, a time limit and entrance limit to the cruise uh, ships yeah. where, where you bring so many people. So, so for me, that's great. So Dubrovnik is, is also really, really great on our seven day tour down south. The northern tour, I, I really love going up to Sada. For me, that city is, is really great to see an organ placed in the ocean that plays music by waves going into the pipes. It's amazing. And uh, also to sail through the Konati National Park. It's really, really beautiful. And going to Kirka National Park is also beautiful. So the new Northern Tour also has a lot of highlights. So it's really difficult to just single out one place. Yeah, I've been to Kirka with the, with all the waterfalls. But the Konati um, uh, National Park, I don't know this one. It is not a place where we actually go ashore. We are sailing through and you feel a little bit like Robinson Crusoe because there are hardly any boats there. There are just yeah. a few privately owned yachts or some rented ones as well. We don't see any tour boats up there as well. So it's really, really great to be sailing up there. It is so pristine and to feel like you have the whole area to yourself. It's just awesome. So I can only recommend it highly. Uh, all right, cool. So Thomas, what's next for you? Where are you going now? What's next for me is uh, Danube. Already in four days' time, I will be uh, traveling down to the big Danube. I'll be traveling down to Munich with a group of people where we'll be sailing two weeks all the way down to the Danube Delta and back again to Germany. So it's uh, sailing to no less than seven countries. So that's also a tour where you really need to have your historical facts correct because uh, there are so many cities that we are going to visit. And it's not just small cities. It is ranging from, yeah, we have we have Munich, we have Vienna, we have um, uh, Budapest, Bucharest. So yeah, some, some really big cities uh, where you really need to have your historical facts straight. But again, we also from Albatross put in some smaller cities so we can see behind the facade how the local people are living. So in Croatia, we'll be seeing Osijek, for instance, and uh, we will also be having a chance to go to the Pusta in Hungary to see the famous horses. And uh, we will also have a chance to drive through Romania uh, so we can see local villages. So uh, it's a great, great sailing trip. So even though we are on a boat for two weeks and there are, we are sailing more than 4,000 kilometers, we are always getting ashore every day. So again, it's an awesome trip and um, I'm sure the guests are going to love it. So what is your what are, what is the stop on the Danube trip that you are looking the most forward to? 
Oh, again, it is a very difficult question uh, because the Danube has so many great cities. But um, I have to say Budapest is, is one of the absolute highlights because Budapest, you have like uh, the historical side and, and then you have the more modern side depending on what side you are you're getting on so again budapest is just so nice and also because you are on a boat you will be able to sit on the sun deck in the evening with a little drink or um, a beer and then you can see all the lights from both sides of both the buddha and the pesh side and also we will always um, have a sailing through budapest in the evening we are always leaving budapest in the evening and to see all the lights it's like Disneyland. It is so incredibly beautiful to see the Parliament, to see the Gellert Mountain, uh, to see the old King's Castle, all filled with thousands of lights. It is just so magical and um, it never gets boring. It never gets old. I think I've sailed through Budapest that night more than 50 times, but um, I'm always standing there on the sun deck with the guest with a drink. And um, it is such a huge wow factor. And I just love seeing it every time. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's 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 one of these moments like we talked about with the with this uh, with this uh, uh, with the moon and the dolphins. It's one of those moments. But I, it's it's also that you as a tour leader, you are preparing this moment because you know it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely, it's always a great experience to go up on the sun deck. And even though weather maybe not even permit standing on a sun deck, the sailors they will raise a small canopy so we can stand under it and not get drenched by the rain. So again. Always, I bring the guests up to the Sunday. It's a simple must, and uh, everybody there are using most of their memory card, just taking photos through this four or five kilometer stretch that we're sailing. It is really, really beautiful. All right, awesome. I wish you a, a very good and nice trip, uh, and good luck with all the countries and all the corona restrictions and whatever. But I like that you're focusing more on the experience than on the on the on the restrictions. So that's cool. So here at the end, Thomas, can you give us some tips or some secrets on what what is your what is your best tips and secrets for how to give the customers a great experience? Again, difficult question, Thomas, because um, it all depends on what tour and uh, what kind of clientele you're traveling with. But for me personally, I always try to be myself. I don't try to put up an act and I don't try to force my knowledge on people. They should always feel like they're traveling with family or friends and um I'm always, of course, willing to help or if people have questions, I, I will always be there as well. So be accessible, but also be yourself and have fun with the guests because actually it never gets old and it never gets tiresome to to work with uh, Albatross guests because they all have a story to, to talk about. They all love to talk about their travel stories because most of Albatross guests have traveled all over the world. It's yeah. never... People who have been on their their first tour, they've they've been like on ten albatross tours. So it's really really great to to hear about their other experiences. And sometimes it's also a little bit daunting because they always tell me in the start, "Oh, we had the best tour leader. Uh, you know about this and that." And then for me, it's like a challenge. Okay. I'll try to give them the same kind of ex experience or maybe even better. Who knows? So next time they go on an Albatross tour, they'll talk about Thomas and, and put a little bit of pressure on that tour leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as you say, if you're, if you're yourself, then uh, people, they would often respond in a positive way. That is absolutely true. Never, never try to uh, be an act. Never try to just fake it. Just be yourself. Be calm. Be natural. And of course, also have have the basic knowledge about the place you're traveling to, so the guests feel 
Hmm. We actually learned something that we didn't know. They might travel with the Politiken's uh, small guidebook. So uh, never just copy that. Always try to find something that you can enrich the guests with so they feel they're coming home with a total package of experiences, food and knowledge and uh, local culture. That is, uh, for me, the, the thing that uh, gives me pleasure to give to the guests so they don't feel forced to listen to uh, all the stories. But if they feel a need to know more, then they can always come to me and then we can uh, talk about it. I can give you an example. In Croatia, for instance, a lot of people, they want to know about the patriotic war back in the 90s. Yeah. But again, not everybody want to hear about that when they're on a holiday. So I don't force it on them. I tell them that this and that day and time, I will be having a lecture about this. If, if you want to hear about it, then please come. But uh, it's not something I force them to listen to. So always they, they can come. And if we have this history buff that needs to know more, I'm willing to talk and sometimes also learn because much of my knowledge I have learned from previous guests, actually. So that is also a two-way communication. It's a two-way street. Always learn from your guests because some of them, they have some great knowledge. And I think more than 25% of my stories actually come from previous Albatross guests. Yeah, one of my uh, one of one of the absolutely best excursions I ever went on was um, Sarajevo with uh, with our tour leader, actually, Niklas. And... Uh, when he was talking about the war in the bus, people had a tear in their eye because he told the story in such a vivid and and colorful way. And it was it was terrible, but it was absolutely fantastic at the same time. Which is maybe some of what history can do, right? It can grip your imagination in a way, and it's terrible, but but it's also fascinating. Yeah, and also, for instance, again, speaking about Croatia and what happened in the 90s, just to see how far they've come now, you only see very few war monuments that they've chosen to keep just to remember. And hopefully this story will never continue. So, um, yeah, we see a few war monuments, but everything else has been rebuilt, which is also great as a tour leader that you can see people are moving on. And there's a new generation that don't bear a grudge toward the Serbians. So that's also very positive to see the new generation in Croatia. And for me also, I travel in Serbia and um, the answer is the same all the way around. Look towards the future, look for better economic possibilities compared to our grandparents. So no need to bear a grudge because that simply slows everything down. And hey, Thomas, this is what we're all doing now. We're looking to a brighter future and we're looking to getting out, traveling again. And I'm so happy that you had so many trips and I wish you the best of luck on the Danube trip. And thank you so much for, uh, for doing the podcast and have an awesome day. Thank you so much, Thomas, for having me.